bless you all. The scripture reading for today is from the Hebrews chapter 10, verse 16 to 18. I'll read both in English and in French. I'll start in English. Verse 16. This is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws in their hearts, and in their minds I will write them. Then he adds, their sins and their lawless deeds I will remember no more. Now where there is remission of these, there is no longer an offering for sin. In French, Hebrews chapter 10, verset 16 à 18, verset 16, il est écrit, Voici l'alliance que je ferai avec eux après ces jours-là, dit le Seigneur. Je mettrai mes lois dans leur cœur et je les écrirai dans leur esprit. Il ajoute, je ne me souviendrai plus de leurs péchés ni de leurs fautes. Verset 18, enfin, or, là où il y a pardon des péchés, il n'y a plus à présenter d'offrande pour le péché. Que Dieu bénisse la lecture de sa parole. Amen. Thank you. Good morning, all my friends there in uh, KUC land, Kobe, Japan. This is Pastor Chuck, and I'm in Long Beach, California, with my buddy Bruce, who got hot, so he jumped down. So, and um, um, I'm coming to, to, to with you a message today. It's um, it's April, and our theme for this month has been new beginnings. So, um, one of the biggest new beginnings in the Bible is the New Covenant. Some of us call New Testament. So um, it's funny. One of the things that really helped me in my own walk with God when I came to Japan was I, I found that I had had a lot of words and phrases which were were church talk, and um, a lot of my friends they didn't really know what I meant. And it wasn't because it was like a, a language thing. Is you know they'd look it up and 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 they'd say even in Japanese I don't know what you're saying, and. Um, you know, redemption, salvation, sin. And I realized, mm, okay, I'm going to really need to dig in and get some good, simple explanations in normal talk to share with people. And um, I think that helped them. It helped me a lot. I think it really deep in my faith. And I started seeing how there's a little bit of a handicap that some of us have who've been, we, that we grew, we grew up in the church. It sounds odd, but here's why. First, we undervalue what we have. We, we've, all, we've always had it. <laughs> and second, we don't always fully understand some of the things which are key for us because we know all the right words and um, we haven't maybe struggled to take ownership of some of those things because we just say the right words. I remember when I was in high school, I taught a, a Sunday school class and um, I, I I like kids, and uh, I taught this third grade class, and there, were, there was this one kid who always had the right answer. Um, the problem was, it often didn't match the question. You know, he'd always say something like, Jesus is Lord, or some other phrase. He'd say, oh, amen, amen, uh, uh, brother, amen, little kid, that's that's right. But it's like, okay, but that's, that's what, what I was asking. And um, so I would laugh about it, but then uh, it wasn't until I was probably in high, until 
later when I was in college and it, it clicked with me that um, the problem with that is that to not own a truth and understand it well means you could lose it and that would be bad. So today I want to tackle one of those big ideas, um, one of those big sets of words um, called the new covenant. And uh, first off, what's a covenant? <laughs> How many of you are made a covenant this last week? <laughs> so um, a covenant is uh, a deal or an agreement. It's, um, you know, like we've got a new covenant. we got the old covenant. It was an old deal, uh, God with people. There's a new covenant, uh, New Testament. There's a new deal with uh, God with people. So a covenant is an agreement or a deal or a promise is a simple way of putting it. A couple uh, weeks ago, um, Brother Kwame, if you missed that Sunday school, it was a really good one. It was the English Sunday school. And he went like, let me do the history of Christianity in 37 minutes. <laughs> it was uh, the Easter um, Sunday school. So he's like, let's let's take it from the beginning, how we came to this point. Um, really good. And um, so one of the things that I could sort of do a quick review is say, look, all right. So we have what was the old deal, the old covenant. That was an agreement with God and, and, and his people. And there were like, there were like 600 some laws and uh, the, the deal was, uh, you know, you obey the laws and you get good stuff. You know, when my kids were growing up, I used to tell them, girls who do good things, get good things. You know, trying to instill good behavior. <laughs> I didn't talk about the punishment. I was just mainly, mainly talking about like girls who do good things, get good things. Um, and uh, in this example of the Old Testament, in the Old Covenant, um, when you didn't obey God, didn't follow the rules, uh, bad things would happen. And uh, there are different ways people interpret that. But I think the best interpretation that I see is that just badness came on those people because they weren't inside of God's protection and inside of God's blessing. And um, so when Jesus came on the scene, um, there was even more. There were more. The, 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 the church of his day had added a ton of stuff. It was really hard to be good. And then you had the sacrifices and the things that you you would do to cover um, those sins and uh, try to, you know, catch yourself up, <laughs> you know. Um, and anyway, that was the, the old deal. So as soon as Jesus started teaching, you could tell things were starting to shift a little bit because, yeah, he was, he was a Jew and people, I don't, you know, people didn't really know what to expect. Um, when he was teaching, he started saying things like, you know, the way we used to say it is, don't murder or commit adultery. And uh, everybody's like, yeah, 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 yeah. They're like, happy. Check that off. No, I don't do that. Um, but he took it to a whole new level. Everybody's like, ugh. It's like, <laughs> you know, uh, we just look at one passage in Matthew 5, 21 and 22, where it says, um, you've heard it said that you should not murder. Um, but I say to you, everyone who continues to be angry with his brother or harbors malice against him, shall be guilty before the court. And whoever says, you empty-headed idiot, shall be guilty before the Supreme Court. So, you fool, that person's in danger of fiery hell. Oh, man. So, Jesus is like, wow, he took this thing. He's like, and here's the thing. What Jesus did, he made everything simpler, but harder. Simpler, but harder. You know, love God, love your neighbor. Okay. It's much simpler, but harder. And um, so 
in the context of God's context, the whole Bible, God was actually fulfilling a plan. The, the Old Testament, the Old Covenant was, was created for uh, help people understand, oh man, I don't know, I don't think we can be good. And, uh, and then God had already, and we, we, we could do a lot of passages here, a lot of scriptures, but I'll just give you um, the one that Tomba read today. Don't you love it when you hear French? I do. French is cool, right? Where God is saying, I will imprint my laws upon their heart and on their mind. I will inscribe them, producing an inward change. Mm. It's getting better. It is. I mean, it's hard to misplace. You know, oh, where did I put my 600 laws? I was like, oh, <laughs> they're in my heart. <laughs> it's only two. <laughs> love God, love your neighbor. So it's, it's, it's easy, no, simpler, but harder. So that's good. So we, we, uh, I'm a Gentile. Uh, we who live in this period of time have walked into this new deal, this new covenant, and we're like, we don't realize how hard it used to be. <laughs> it was like really a burden. We've got it good. And we've got this great opportunity. It's like, look, the, 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 it's simpler. It's hard. It's simpler. And Jesus died for our sins. Not We don't have to bring a bunch of animals to the temple. Good news. That's probably why they call it the good news, right? To bring the good news. Um, so one of the um, the things that reading on uh, from that passage of Hebrews 10, it says, and their sins and their lawless acts, I will remember no more. Not even remember them. Mm. Where there is absolute forgiveness and complete cancellation of the penalty of these things, there is no longer any offering to be made to atone for sin. Whew, I don't think we realize how good that is. <laughs> it's like, it's really good. We hit the jackpot. <laughs> and we didn't we didn't struggle. Like, you know, in the old days they struggled. Um <laughs> I was thinking, how do you illustrate something like this? I'm thinking, all right, probably I'm talking to just a few people, but hopefully you guys all know what a typewriter is. All right. Like when I was in high school and college, even in college, I had a typewriter. So if you had a term paper you had to do, <clears throat> you had to type it out, right? If you made a mistake, you got to get the white out, some white stuff put on there and, it, you know, retype it. <laughs> Corrections, edits. <laughs> I mean, you talk about Microsoft Word, using a laptop, being able to just like auto-correct, uh, spelling check. What's that? Some program and they're always doing commercials for like, it's going to fix your grammar for you. And um, I even use some dictation software. Oh my gosh. It's, it's like a whole different world. Or like, uh, I, I remember driving somewhere and I had to get out a map, like a piece of paper, map. So, okay, let's see, I'm over here. I'm gonna go over here, how to figure that out. And then <laughs> now it's like, Siri, take me to Sydney's home. Yes. Um, we don't, uh, I don't think my kids, there's so many things like that just don't, they don't understand. Like, man, that's like, we got some stuff that's so easy now that used to be so hard. Um, I think uh, uh, another example is like, I've got a friend who, you know, he grew up really poor and um, he is like super motivated. I mean, he, he wanted up and out. He grew up in Iowa and, um, you know, his dad had died when he was really young and it was always a, it was a bad family situation. Now he's done really well. He's super motivated, <laughs> super motivated. I think his kids have no clue. 
like what that was like. I mean, they've had a good life and they're not spoiled. They're good kids, but they, it's just hard to appreciate. It's like they went to boarding school. They went to Yale. It's like, you know, um, it's just hard to appreciate because you haven't experienced that, but I think they're actually thankful. So, so this is a big topic. Okay. This is a big topic. I mean, I love, you know, we could go through all the covenants in the old Testament or seven or eight, you know, that, uh, you know, uh, and we could even spend a lot of time just on the new covenant, the blood covenant, um, different ways that it's, um, looked at and how to really get it. Maybe we'll do a Bible study on that. Let me know if you like to do a Bible study on that. But here's my main point for today. And actually what triggered this has been a brewing message, you know, for like the last few months. And it's like this, um, what do we do with the Old Testament, you know, first half of the Bible? How, how do we look at that? How do we apply it uh, in light of that we live in the new covenant era, the new covenant disposition, uh, dispensation? So we see, you know, a lot of churches across the spectrum. You know, Seventh-day Adventists, they still hold a lot of stuff like, you know, obeying this, you know, they honor the Sabbath and it's Saturday, not Sunday. I got a lot of friends who are Seventh-day Adventists. I think they're solid Christians, but they're holding on to a lot of those um, Old Testament things. Um, but in the book of Acts, it's like, it's, it's funny because this was a hot topic, right? We have our little hot topic Bible study that we do, um, which is really fun. If you want to come on Wednesday nights at 8 p.m., uh, Michael helps uh, guide that. Um, so here's here's the, here's the early church, right? And you've got... Um, Jews became Christians, but they, they, they were used to the old covenant. And then here's, here come the Gentiles. Wow, they coming right in. They, they haven't been circumcised. You know, they're not, they're not following any of the rules, they're not washing their hands the right way. <laughs> and so there was a, it was a thing. It was possibly one of the first like sort of uh, kind of crises in the, in the early church was what to do about that. And then they had this council of Jerusalem to talk about it. And, the conclusion out of that was, look, it seems to us and to the Holy Spirit, uh, we're, we're only going to ask you like four things, right? Four things, right? And when you read them, you'll be like, hmm, it's kind of a weird four things. And um, they were all basically, uh, well, three of them were related to meat, blood, and, uh, you know, stuff being sacrificed at... Uh, um, temples for other gods and stuff. So the point was they were trying to create a cultural distinction. Say, look, you don't look like a Christian with 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 that stuff, and um, it really upsets the Jewish brothers and sisters because this really for them a big deal. Um, you know, don't do that. Um, but when we look at the whole New Testament, we see that later Paul says, guys, the stuff you eat. It goes in, it goes out. So it's not that big a deal. It's kind of like, what? <laughs> it's like, uh, you know, um, you read and it say, look, the circumcision thing, you don't need to be circumcised. It's, it's not required. He said, oh, whew. Timothy's probably thinking, whew. And then Paul's like, hey, Timothy, why don't we get you circumcised? <laughs> but like, what's up with that? The thing is, this was about respect and love for one another. It was like, like, it's like, man, look, would you be willing to do this? You don't need to do this. You don't have to do this. God does not ask you to do this. But it would make your brothers and sisters feel better. It, it helped them out, right? And wow, that is like so big. 
It's like what we're seeing is there were really no things that were being thrown on. You believe that Jesus died for your sins by grace. That's it. This is how it works. And you're like, oh my gosh, this is, this is not even fair. It's like, no, it's not. And that's all you need to do. Nothing else added. In fact, they got pretty intense about that. The book of uh, Galatians and some other parts. It's like, guys, do not add to, to this. <laughs> so I think the thing is, is that we, 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 we don't want to offend God. Like, so if somebody says, look, I don't want to offend God. And, and you've got some people who are pretty um, um, observant is one of the words that's used, observant. It means that they, they're like, they, they, they're always going to make sure they're going to um, take the day off on Sunday, Sabbath, right? The thing is, it's, it can be easily misunderstood. You say, look, if in your heart you're doing this because you want to please God, it's like, I, you know, God probably appreciates it. But if you think that, that it counts, that's no good. And then if you are on your brother or sister about it, that's really no good because that's not what the Bible is trying to say. Um, for example, I believe that the Old Testament should be looked at through the lens of the New Testament. Can I give that example? And um, like, for example, have you ever been to a 3D movie, you know, where it's, um, you need the special glasses or it's not, it doesn't work out. So here are my 3D glasses as an example, because sometimes a physical object helps you remember things. So I got my 3D glasses and, um, oh, hey, whoa, you know, this stuff jumps out at you and it's like a 3D movie, that's cool. But I take off my 3D glasses, I'm like, I think I feel sick because it, it, looks, it looks weird. It, it doesn't look right. 3D glasses is good. So the Old Testament through the glasses of the, these are my New Testament glasses. Looking at the Old Testament through the lens of Jesus dying on the cross, paying for our sins, the post-cross, Jesus' message, Book of Acts, the, that New Testament is the way we need to look at the Old Testament. And um, that changes everything. So it's simpler but harder. Okay. It's, it's like in the old days, it's not what you know now. It's not what you know. It's who you know. I know Jesus. Oh, okay, you're in. <laughs> okay, now the story. I know I always have a story and um, I want to tell the story. So as uh, many of you know, um, Kelly and I went to a church in Redding, California called Bethel. And uh, it's a, um, we were there for about six years. It's pretty cool, pretty crazy. <laughs> um, people come from all over the world. And every weekend, every week, people come, get healed. And um, um, that's great. I mean, not everybody gets healed, but a lot do. So I had had a worker who had been with me for over 10 years, really good guy. And he had confided in me that he had AIDS. Ugh. So serious stuff. And he was a bit in trouble. I miss him out. I'm so sorry to hear that. And I told him, listen, I said, why don't you, would you be willing to come, come to, come to the U.S., come to our church in Reading and um, let's just give it a go. Let's, let's, um, let's, uh, let's ha have some people pray for you. I can pray for you, but you know, I mean, it's real nice. It's real pretty. We live in, it's in the mountains and stuff like that. Anyway, so I said, why don't you come on, you know, take 10 days or something and we'll make a, a vacation out of it. Um, it'll be fun. So he did. So we started off in LA and we're down in LA. And um, uh, first we, we went, it was a weekend there. We went to this um, church down there we'd gone to before. It was uh, Calvary Chapel, I think. And um, so we're there and uh, <laughs> they had a special guest speaker that Sunday. Okay. And his message was anti-gay. I mean, 
anti that, anti them. Uh, I was like, oh my gosh. I was just mortified. I was like, oh my gosh, I hope my brother doesn't think that I set him up here. And um, and he didn't. He's like, no, nah, man, it's cool, it's cool. And, uh, you know, we had never talked out openly, actually, about his lifestyle. I mean, I I knew, I think everybody knew. It's just, um, you yeah, we just didn't talk about it. So anyway, <laughs> um, luckily he knew. I liked him and I appreciated his good work and everything else. And um, I just want to say, I myself did not, nor do I say clearly where I stand on this issue. I don't. I don't take a stand. I do clearly say that I love all people. Yes, I do. And I need to show that. Okay, so there. Um, so, so we go to Reading and I'm thinking, well, I think my church is a really loving church. I don't think that'll happen there. Um, but it is and was a mega church. And if you have a mega church, it's like, that's going to be a lot of kinds of people. There's a lot of people there and that makes it harder to know what kind of people you're going to meet. So we went to this, um, this is called the healing rooms and, uh, you know, I went with them and, uh, we, we get to this couple who's going to pray for him. And it's a, it's a couple. And the woman says, what? You mean you're a practicing homosexual and you think we can pray for you? And you think you can get healed? <sighs> I couldn't believe it. But what's really weird is like this. I quoted a scripture that I did not know I knew from Galatians 3, 5. But I started by saying, foolish Galatians. <sighs> So again, I ask, does God give you his spirit and work miracles among you by the works of the law or by your believing what you heard? Okay. I mean, come on. I mean, heal the brother. And then the brother's going to be like, man, something changed in me. Something that's like, I mean, you know, who knows? Who knows what happens next? But I don't see a whole list of conditions where Jesus was like, do this, this, and this, and this, and then and then I'm going to heal you. He gave freely. He really did. Anyway, I really bummed me out. Really bummed me out. Oh, my gosh. I, I was so upset. I think, I think God was, too. So, anyway, long story short, we go to the um to the main church, and we go to service. And afterwards, I tell him, listen, man, um, I'm going to go up and talk to the main pastor, and um, I'm sure we're going to be, uh, I'm going to get, I'll uh, get him to pray for you and stuff. And I, I'm just so sorry. So he's like, okay, cool. So I go up to the front and um, I talk to, to the pastor there and he's like, oh, that's terrible. Sorry. And I look and my buddy, he's just starting to kind of slowly walk up, you know. But I see one of the oldest members of our congregation. I kind of recognized him. <laughs> what I would call like an older redneck kind of guy. I'm sorry if you're a redneck because my one of my son-in-laws is, is probably a true redneck and he's a great guy. Nothing against rednecks. But I'm like, oh no. And I see he starts talking to, to, to my buddy. And I'm thinking, oh no, this can't be good. Oh my gosh. So I go, I go down there and my buddy's coming and I'm coming to him and I can see by the look in his eyes I could see by the look in his eyes, something has transpired. And I said, oh, what was that? And he said, oh man, that guy just, he just um, stopped me. He, and he told me 
that he felt God had given him something to tell me. And I'm like, okay, what, what was that? And he said, um, and I could tell my buddy's a little shaken by. He said, he said um, the guy said, I know you don't know me. I don't know you. But God told me to tell you this. I know you. I made you. I know everything about you. And I love you. Just the way you are. No kidding. No kidding. And I cry every time I tell that story. I wonder if God does too. It's just like, wow. That was so... That was Selah. That was Selah. So here's the deal. I remain without a position on the so-called gay issue. But what I can tell you is a lot of people are probably good-heartedly reaching into the Old Testament, but they beat people up with laws and passages which haven't been filtered through the new covenant, through the new commandment. And uh, that's, that's no good. Man, we got to demonstrate our love. We need to love and we need to recognize it's not what you do. It's who you know. So I just, I think we're just so lucky. We're born at the right time in the right place to be able to have a message like this that we, we get so much benefit with so honestly little baggage. So let's pray. Father, I thank you that all of us are the partakers of the benefits of you sending your son, Jesus, to die for our sins and to, 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 to remake the relationship we have with you and to give us the ability to be who we were meant to be, to be the better versions of us. And that this is like so cool and great. And I thank you that we don't have to really worry about all those details that were in the Old Testament because you've made it simpler, but it is harder. But I thank you that you've told us that you have given us the ability to have that kind of love with our connection to you. So bring it, help us to bring that love to our brothers and sisters to appreciate the new covenant we live in and under. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, all right, I'll see you guys at Sunday school. Thanks very much.